Welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast, where you'll learn how to become the most unstoppable, healthy, fit, and confident version of yourself, your way. Listen in as I drop weekly, real, and raw solo episodes and interviews with industry professionals covering all things fitness, mindset, and personal development to inspire and teach you how to get results and level up on your terms. I'm your host, MJ, certified personal trainer, nutrition, mindset, and personal development coach. I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. So let's get into it. Hello, my lovelies. I am back. Welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast. If this is just a random one-off episode you're listening to, if you are binging the podcast and this episode has come through, love that you're sticking around. I took a week off last week. Well, I didn't intentionally take a week off. I did actually really want to get a podcast episode out to you guys because I freaking love making these for you. But we were moving to the Sunshine Coast, which is so exciting. But the room that I'm recording in was absolutely full of boxes and bags and I had nowhere to record that wasn't going to echo. So I thought, let's just sit it out this week and come back all guns blazing right now. So this episode, strap yourselves in, grab a pen and paper because I am going to be taking you through five exercise mistakes that you could be making, which are why you're not seeing the fat fat loss, she can't even say the word, why you are not seeing fat loss, muscle and strength gains, and that tone that you want. And I say tone in air quotation marks because as we all know, Tone is really just the process of building muscle and then burning off the fat that is covering that muscle so you can see the shape of it. So this is going to be a fun one because we're going to get to explore some fuck-ups that I made early on in my journey too, which if you're anything like me, a little bit of a, a deer in the headlights when it comes to fitness, starting out on your journey or just sort of finding your way, not really sure exactly how it all works, but you feel like you've got a bit of an idea, you're just busting your ass and you're not really seeing the results that you expected that you were going to see, this episode is for you. By the end of this one, you're going to have a nice, decent, no bullshit or no BS. <laughs> I'm going to try not to swear so much, but like, you know, you know me, I like to be real and raw. She does like to throw a little bit of a swear word in there every now and then. By the end of this, you're going to have a no BS understanding of how to see the results from your workout efforts. Because I can tell you right now, I know how frustrating it is to flog yourself in the gym or wherever it is that you're doing your workouts and just months go by and you're just thinking, this isn't the body shape I thought I was going to have by now. Like, where's the tone? Where's the proof that it even looks like I go to the gym and try so hard. It does your freaking head in. Now, obviously there's more to it than just exercise. We all know diet plays a huge part as well, but I don't want to overwhelm you guys with too much information. Today, we're just talking about the exercise mistakes. So you can zero in on these, check them off as we go through so that you can see whether you are doing some of them or all of them. And then I'm going to tell you at the end what to do instead to make exercise freaking easy for you to just take out the confusion and help you see the results that you're trying so hard for without all the frustration and effort. Well, obviously there's going to be effort in pushing yourself in the gym, but not effort in, you know, wasted effort, let's call it. So without further ado, let's just get into my list of five things and then I'm going to go through and I'm going to give you a nice simple breakdown of a weekly exercise structure to help you make it nice and easy and just get your results. So the first thing 
that you are likely doing wrong. And this was me as well. I am seriously going to put my hand up for this one and I'm going to explain why in a minute. But chances are you're going for walks and thinking you're burning more calories in your walks than you actually are. I did this for the longest time. And what that does like subconsciously for us is it makes us think that we can then eat those calories back on. It's like this little, oh, I went for an hour walk today, so I've earned this donut. Like how many times I would go for a big walk and I'm like, oh, I reckon I burned about 400 calories in that walk. Sweet. Realistically, walking doesn't actually burn that many calories. Even if you're wearing a heart rate monitor, it'll tell you how many calories you burned But I can guarantee you, you did not burn those calories in fat and high chance your body is not actually going to end up burning those calories in fat from that walk. Our bodies are so used to walking, like we walk literally everywhere. You want to get anywhere around your house, anything, anywhere you want to go, you got to take steps to get there. You got to walk. We do it literally every day. Our bodies are very efficient at learning how to preserve as much energy as possible. So the more you do something, the better they get at doing that thing and using the least amount of energy to do it. We walk more often than anything. Our bodies are now so efficient at walking while burning the least amount of energy doing that. So if you're always going for walks, even if you're getting a puff on and like you, you're really getting your heart rate up, you know, 150, 160 BPM on your walk, really powering it out, your body is still becoming an efficient machine at reducing the amount of energy it's actually burning. And as your fitness comes up, the effect of walking on your fitness and your fat loss deteriorates slowly. So walking, the more you do it, the less effective it actually becomes in and of itself for fat loss. It's definitely a great supplement to your weight loss program and your fitness and fat loss program or journey, but it's not something that on its own is going to get you to where you want to be tone-wise. And we're going to talk more about cardio and tone in a moment, but walking is not all it's cracked up to be. And the amount of ladies I've spoken to and I they they come to me and they uh, they tell me, oh yeah, no, I'm doing really well. I'm going for like 45-minute walks every day. And the problem with that is I can't tell them in the moment that I'm sorry, babe, that's not really going to work. I explain it to them, but more often than not, we know we need to see, we need to try these things and see them not work before we actually believe it ourselves. I really want you to not do that to yourself and actually take this advice on board and don't just rely on walking to get fit and to to burn fat and to get toned. So the thing that I did wrong, like I I used walking way too much early on in my journey too. I thought it was, you know, because you you always hear, oh, if you're doing low intensity cardio, you're burning more fat while you're doing it. So yes, okay, there's different energy systems our body use when we're doing different types of exercise. And we're going to, you do burn more fat when you're doing low intensity exercise during that exercise because it's easier for your body to convert the fat into energy because converting fat to energy actually takes longer than it does to convert stored glycogen in your muscles. So the stored glycogen in your muscles turns to energy more quickly. So it's used in your anaerobic exercise, like your high intensity stuff like box jumps or sprinting. When you're walking, your body has the time to convert the fat into energy. So it is going to tap more into your fat stores, yes. But overall, the amount of energy you're going to need for that walk, the amount of fat your body's actually going to need to tap into isn't really that much. So 
the percentage of fat you might use is higher, but the actual overall amount of fat is lower. So walking, therefore, mm. but you're going to hear a lot of experts be like, just go for low intensity walks or just, you know, do this 10 minute a day workout program, but go for walks. And they're trying to sell you the 10 minute a day workout program and then telling you to walk, wasting your time. Anyway, I hope that's made enough sense around walking. I actually listened to an influencer. I'm not going to name names, but early on in my journey, one of the very first influencers on Facebook and Instagram, I listened to her and you're probably going to know exactly who she is now. <laughs> it was pretty popular back in, I don't know, 2010 um, or before. The fat burner walks, right? The fat burner walks, this myth that if you go for a 40-minute walk fasted or anything more than 20 minutes fasted, that for the first 20 minutes you're using up your body's stored energy and then for the rest of the walk you're tapping purely into your fat stores. She had me believing this. She literally had me believing this. I was going for 40-minute power walks every morning before work regardless, rain, hail or shine, like I was down for it. Absolute BS, absolute BS. So don't fall for crap like that. We're going to talk about influencer stuff later too. But that's my long and short of walking and why it's not reliable for your fat loss journey. It's not going to get you toned. Walking on its own is not going to get you toned. Okay, number two. Now, there's two parts to this one. Not pushing yourself hard enough in the gym. The reason that there's two parts for this is because one, like we said, being toned involves building muscle. So if you're in the gym and you're going through your workout, whether you're following a program or not, if you're going through your workout and you're getting to the end of each set and you could have done more in that set, you're going to literally be leaving that gym not having asked your body to do anything it's not capable of. You're literally just asking it to go through the motions of what it already is capable of doing, which means it's not going to build any more muscle because it's like, oh, we're doing what we already have the muscle for. We don't need any more muscle. Like your body's not actually saying that, obviously, but that's literally the process that's happening. You're not asking your body to do anything that's not capable of if you're finishing your sets and there's still more in the tank. Now, you might have seen I posted a video on this to my socials a few, I don't, it depends on when you're listening to this, but as I'm recording it, it went up, uh, crap now, I can't remember, it was either this week or last week. And it literally showed you what your last three to four reps of each set should look like. Like, I want you to be at your last rep. Like, there was nothing left in the tank. There was not a next rep until you put that weight down and have a rest. That's how you want to feel at the end of all of your sets. You have to push your body to the point where it's doing something it's not actually yet capable of. You've got to keep asking it for that little bit more in every set. That's how you make your body adapt and build that muscle so that you get stronger, you get more muscle, and then you look more toned when you burn off the fat. Plus, there's also the thing of that you probably already know. The more muscle you build, the higher your resting metabolic rate is. And if your resting metabolic rate is higher, that means you're burning more fat throughout the day without even having to think about it. Like just sitting on the couch, you're burning more fat because you've got more muscle for your body to maintain. So you're going to be burning more energy throughout the day if you build more muscle, but you can't build more muscle if you're not challenging yourself in the gym and asking your body to build that muscle. Also, the other problem is uh, with not pushing yourself in the gym is you might walk out of that session and think, oh, sweet, I burned like 400 calories in that session, but realistically, you probably burned 200 because you think you pushed harder than you did, or you're convincing yourself that you pushed harder than you actually did just to make yourself feel better. Don't. Don't lie to yourself about that either. Who has done a workout and been like, yeah, actually, no, no, that, that was a good workout. Yeah, that, I really did push in that workout. Yeah, I did, but realistically, no, you didn't. 
<laughs> so let's be honest with ourselves here. You can't walk out of a workout going, yeah, I burned 400 calories then when really it was a 200 calorie workout and then go home and be like, oh, I'm just going to have extra pieces of chocolate after dinner. I earned them. Like that's where you will screw yourself over. Not pushing yourself hard enough, but then convincing you pushed harder than you actually did and eating accordingly as we do. Or just, you know, if you're not pushing as hard as you think you are, like if you keep convincing yourself you're pushing harder than you actually are, you're not going to see the results that you're expecting because mentally you're going, I should be seeing better results than this. I'm actually pushing myself, but really you're not. So you're not going to see those results. And then you're going to be like, what's wrong? You know, you're going to waste all this time not getting results because you're not pushing yourself hard enough in the gym. So there's that. Now, number three. Too much cardio, thinking it will get you toned. OMG, my hand is high up in the air for this one. I did this for the longest time. Any of my OG follower girls, you'll know. I always talk about this. Too much cardio was my biggest vice. I was obsessed with the treadmill and body attack classes, all of the things. You know, the higher I could get my heart rate for the longer time, the more calories my heart rate monitor said I'd burned, which I am going to touch on. It's not one of the points, but I'm going to touch on these and um, cardio machine calorie counts at the end of this too so stick around um but too much cardio like walking running on a treadmill just purely nothing but running outside um and oh stepper machines all of the things the amount of girls I've had sending me photos of stair masters and treadmills and going which one of these is better to tone my legs it, they don't they do not they don't tone you up cardio is more it's it's great for your cardiovascular fitness which is why it's called cardio cardiovascular fitness it will help you with fat loss and weight loss and I say those separately because fat loss is purely just burning fat while maintaining everything else in your body weight loss can mean you could also be learning losing muscle so um fat and, and plus other things but we're not going down that road right now we're talking about the fact that cardio does not build muscle it does not build muscle. You are not going to add skeletal muscle to your body just doing cardio because you're not asking your body to lift anything heavier than it's currently capable of lifting. So it doesn't need extra muscle. So if you're just walking on a treadmill, running on a treadmill, walking outside, running outside, jumping on the Stairmaster, doing all of the cardio, but nothing that actually asks your body to use your muscles to lift anything heavy, you're not going to get toned. You might lose fat. But you're, gonna, you're probably going to – what happened to me, I just ended up skinny fat. And skinny fat is what happens when you lose weight. You've got no tone or no shape because, yeah, as a whole you got smaller, but you didn't build muscle and burn fat. So you don't get toned. You just get smaller and still have no shape. That's what too much cardio will do. So do not just limit yourself purely to cardio, chasing the scales going down because you're going to still – you might reach a weight goal, but you'll look in the mirror and you'll go, this body doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like at this weight. And then you're going to be so disappointed and you're not going to know what to do. Number four. What is number four? Oh, yes. <laughs> number four. Chopping and changing between different influencer workouts every week. Like going on TikTok and, oh, yeah, save that workout. Let's go do that booty workout. And then the next week you're like, oh, I really like her booty workout. I'm going to go do that booty workout. And you, and then you're following a different influencer's workout every time you go in the gym and you're never doing the same thing consistently. Yes, you can still see results that way, but your body is going to be so bloody confused. You're going to really struggle to actually see consistent results because these workouts, like, 
also you don't know the history behind what why that influencer put that workout up i can tell you at least 80% of influencers who put these workouts out there are literally just like sitting on the couch going, oh, what are some booty exercises I can put together for a workout to get some likes on Instagram? Like that a lot of them aren't actually even sharing stuff they do. Like I know personally there's some really big influencers and again, I'm not going to name names, but like in the millions of followers who I know for a fact used to post workouts from friends of theirs, I know this for a fact, used to post workouts that they never actually even did because they don't work. Like WBFF pro girls posting workouts that don't actually, that they don't actually do because they looked cool for the Instagram feed. So you could be doing a workout that the influencer who posted it has never even done those exercises or doesn't even do them herself. And you're not going to see the results that she's got because she doesn't do that workout anyway. She just posted it because it looked cool. Now, I also know there are a lot of influencers who post authentically and do actually do the workouts that they post that they're doing. That is great. If you're doing that workout, that is great. But the problem is it's the consistency for your body. You're chopping and changing every single week from different workouts. You're going to struggle to actually consistently build the strength up in the muscles that you need to build it in. And you're going to get frustrated with not seeing the results for the effort that you're putting out. So just be careful which influencers workouts you follow. And we're going to talk more about exercise consistency in a moment, but, um, but yeah, chopping and changing between different exercises every week is, it's just going to throw your progress off kilter and like, yeah, (laughs) basically I could go around in circles talking about that. So number five, and the final one, and this one, every time, this is why I don't watch breakfast TV anymore because they're always throwing something out about these bloody fads, the, the next best 10-minute workout every day or like the next best machine that you jump on for 15 minutes a day and you're going to get amazing results. Please stop falling victim to these BS fads, especially these ones. If anything tells you that you can get killer results by doing a 10-minute workout a day, run for the fucking hills. Honestly, run for the hills. It's only ever the big companies that have the flashy ads on breakfast TV that can afford to pump out a new thing every week because they don't care. If you don't get results, they don't really give a shit because they only need five paid actors to do their ads for them so they can throw up another product the next week. It's 10 minutes a day. Like you're... what? There's 24 hours in the day. How is 10 minutes going to get you fast results? And I can tell you exactly why. It's because more often than not, they expect you to be on some stupidly strict diet protocol to get the results. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. 10 minutes a day is not going to change your body. It's not going to change your body the way you want it to change. I can tell you that right now. If you want results at a snail's pace, go for it. 10 minutes a day, sweet. It'll take you five years to get results you could have done in six months. But just don't let yourself fall victim to them. The ads are so flashy. They draw you in. They use what they love to call social proof. Like a lot of them are paid actors or the one in 100,000 people who actually got results. Don't waste your money and fall victim to them. 
it's very easy to get that shiny object syndrome and think, you know, you could be doing something that is actually working, but then you'll see something that goes, oh, fast results. You're like, oh, I want faster results. And you're probably getting perfectly fine results, but you expected them to be faster than they actually should have been. So now you're over here doing this thing, this flashy thing. So you're chopping over to there and then you're seeing this other flashy fad and you're chopping over to that and you're not doing anything. You're not sticking with anything long enough to actually see the results. So just, yeah, do not fall victim to chopping and changing. I did that for the longest time as well. Um, well, not the longest time. I, there was a period of time there where I was very much um, just following all of the different things, you know, anything I could find, anything that a magazine would tell me to do, any, um, you know, like, was it Pilates and then Zumba? All of this, like, just jumping from thing to thing, never staying consistent with anything. After the first few weeks, I was like, oh, this isn't working, on to the next you're not going to see the kind of results in three weeks that are going to show you that, yes, this thing is working. Like you can't give things up that quickly and jump from fad to fad. And also, yeah, just go in with eyes wide open. Don't let these companies pull the wool over your eyes. Like actually do your own research and and look into it objectively and just think, you know, is this something I can keep up for the rest of my life? Because if it's not, don't even go there. And we're going to talk about that right now as well. Um, Firstly, before I go in, I'm that's me done with the five, the list of the five mistakes that you're making or could be making. Um, we're going to go now into talking about what a very simplified weekly workout structure can be for you that's going to get you the results you want without having to feel like you've got to follow some stupid strict protocol. And um, there was something else I said I was going to tell you about. I can't remember. Maybe that's it. Anyway, before I go into that, before I go into talking about what you need to do instead, like an easy, simple workout structure, I want to touch on these heart rate monitors. Now, if you are wearing anything other, I think um, I wear a Garmin, um, Venu S2S, I think, don't quote me, but it's the white one with the rose gold ring around the face. Um, So these ones have like wrist-based heart rate monitors. They've got like the little green light in them that monitor your heart rate. 24 7 basically if you want it to um from what i can see pretty accurate pretty good but that's for cardio and everyday living when your hands are down and this is really important i really want you to listen to this bit it's really important to know that when your hands are down by your side your pulse in your hands is strong so when you're walking when you're running your heart rate monitor is going to get a really good grasp of your pulse Also, if you're wearing it loosely, it's going to struggle. So make sure it's skin tight when you are doing your workouts. But when you're exercising, when you're doing exercising, when you're strength training, your wristwatch is going to really struggle to show you an accurate heart rate. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. But this is going to screw up your overall calorie count. So if you'll have noticed, like if you're doing shoulder press with a heart rate monitor on your wrist, the blood's draining from your hands. Like it's not pulling up around your wrist. Your pulse is not that strong in your wrist as it would be if your hand was down at your side. So holding your hand up there, your your heart rate is going to read as lower. Uh, yeah. Your heart rate is going to read lower in the heart rate monitor. It's not going to pick up as strongly. So it's going to look, it's going to read your heart rate at a lower rate, which means the watch is going to calculate your calorie burn lower than what it actually is. So it's really important to know, and I'm not saying you've done a, that if your watch says you burned 400 calories that you actually burned 600, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying do not take the calories that the watch says you burned as pure gospel. 
give it, give or take, you know, 50 cals either side, depending on the length of your workout. For about a 40, 45 to hour long workout, 50 calories either way. Just be smart about, you know, how, how that workout actually felt. Like, do you feel like you actually had your heart rate up a lot for that? Or do you think that you're looking at your heart rate in the watch and going, nah, it's, it's lower than that. Or are you looking at your watch and going, nah, my heart rate's definitely higher than that. Like, I've had my watch tell me that my heart rate was at 90 after I just finished a grueling set on the leg press, I'm like, bitch, I'm sitting at 170 easy. And it's just because I was sitting and my heart rate wasn't really, you know, like I, they're just not hundred percent accurate all the time. So just be mindful of that. If you've got any more questions about that particular to your workouts and, and the watch that you're using or the heart rate monitor that you're using, just let me know because um, it's more of like a case by case kind of thing. Like I can help you more specific to what you're dealing with and what you're working with. Chest straps tend to be more accurate, but not all of us are getting around with a chest strap linked to our watch. We're just wearing the watches with the wrist, wrist based monitor. Treadmills and cardio equipment is absolutely pointless for calories. Do not pay attention to those because they don't know what you weigh. Like you're with your wrist uh, wrist based heart rate monitors you've told it how tall you are how active you are it knows how active you are because you wear it what you weigh it knows so it can take an accurate reading of you know heart rate output um, to get an idea of how many calories you're burning based on your fitness level and your body composition treadmills cardio equipment they can't do that they don't know who you are they are literally just taking an average mathematical equation of this is how fast you went for how long this is how many calories you should have burned it's got no idea who you are so it can't be accurate and more often than not they're at least 100 to 200 calories out like it's it's bad so don't pay attention to those at all um okay let's get into what you should be doing instead for your workout programs to make it nice and easy so you want to be balancing strength and cardio. If you want to get toned, you've got to build muscle and burn fat. And strength training builds the muscle and burns the fat. And cardio helps to burn the fat as well. Plus, cardio is just amazing for cardiovascular fitness, which is great for your health. All of it's great for your health. But balance the both. Balance the both of them. Now, the way that I like to balance my workouts to make life ridiculously easy for my fit fam is we alternate our days. So on... Um, the girls don't really have to do any certain workout on any certain day, but in the app, they are structured. If you want to follow the flow of the app, that you would do lower body, so a leg workout, and then a cardio session the next day. Then the next day, you'll do an upper body strength workout, and the next day, you'll do a cardio workout. Then the next day, you'll do a full body strength session just to hit everything one more time for the week. And then the sixth day, you'll do a cardio session, and on the seventh day, we rest or active recovery. So that's a six-day workout split, basically. So it's alternating lower body strength, cardio, upper body strength, cardio, full body strength, cardio. That way, every muscle group in the body is getting hit. You're building muscle, you're building strength consistently, and you're getting your cardio in there as well. And we alternate the cardio between high-intensity cardio and low-intensity cardio and moderate-intensity cardio. And the girls get to choose whatever they want to do. So whether it's you know swimming, running, riding, skipping, boxing, a HIIT workout, the list is literally endless of cardio sessions they've got to choose from, but the workouts are specified for them and they change. They only change monthly. 
So don't be chopping and changing your workouts every single week and doing different things all the time, especially when you're starting out. You want to train your muscles to get strong and good at the exercises that you're doing and then move on and change up to different exercises to avoid plateaus and to keep it interesting. So the girls all in, so in my workout programs in the app, we've got every exercise of for every workout that you need to do. So for your lower body workouts, every exercise is there with an instructional video for me and how many sets and reps you should aim for. But I don't tell you how much weight to use because that's subjective to your ability. You just go in there and give your version of 100% that day. So every exercise for what to do for lower body, you've got a whole range of cardio options and it says whether it should be a high intensity or low intensity day. Then all of your exercises for your upper body workout prescribed in there, instructional videos and so on and so forth for your whole six day split. If you're doing a three day split, then you would do a lower body workout, a cardio day and an upper body workout. And that way every part of your body is getting hit every your lower body's getting strength trained, your upper body's getting strength trained, and you're getting your cardio in. And then the rest of the days would just be incidental movement like steps and things like that. So regardless of how many days a week you are training, the moral is the basis of the only thing that you need to be focusing on or worrying about doing is making sure that in the week, you're strength training all of the muscle groups in your body. So whether, you know, and you don't have to get specific with, you know, tiny little muscles like, oh, I've got to train my glute meds and then my glute glute maxes and then I've got to train my obliques and my mid-core and then I've got to train my delts and then I've got to train my triceps and biceps. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. Literally, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, just get in, just do four to five, six if you can exercises for each section of your body. So like our leg workouts have about, you know, anything from five to six workouts for a leg day. Um, upper body is, you know, it could be two back exercises, two chest and two for shoulders. You know, you don't have to be so specific because more often than not with the exercises that you're doing, you're using other muscles, all of the other muscles in that area as a sister muscles. So just because you're training shoulders doesn't mean you're not actually hitting triceps and biceps. You know, when you're training back, you're using your arms a lot. We don't actually isolate arms in our workouts in my with my training programs for our girls because it's a, I see it as a bit of a waste of time, to be honest, because why would you stand there and do a, an isolated arm session when arms get used when you're doing back and shoulders and legs a lot of the time? So we don't need to isolate them. And I mean, you can if you want to, but we just prefer to use our time more efficiently in the gym. So don't pressure yourself so much into being like, oh, but I don't know all of the specific muscles in my back. Which back exercises do I do? Just get in and do some. Just do two back, two chest, two shoulders once a week. Just do like four to five exercises on legs. Just different different exercises. Don't stress out, you know, am I doing the right types of exercises? Don't freak yourself out about that. Like a lot of coaches are going to make you feel as though you have to train specific things in specific ways to get results because they want you to think that you can't do it without them. So take the pressure off. Just as long as each week you're hitting lower body, you're hitting upper body, you're getting some abs in there and you're getting your cardio in, you're going to be sweet. And you don't have to be in the gym for two hours at a time. Like I'm in and out in 45 minutes to an hour. Like push yourself. You'll get the results in that time. Actually push yourself. All right. Oh, and the other thing is progressive overload. 
girls, progressive overload. Don't just pick a weight and stick with it forever. Like every time you go into the gym, challenge yourself to what's the heaviest you can lift for the amount of reps you're going to do. Sometimes I walk in there, like let's say it's leg day, I'll get on the leg press. I'm like, we're feeling three, 320 plates aside today, kids. Let's do this. Other days I walk in, I'm like, we're maxing out at 220 plates aside. Like I just don't have it in me today. And that's my maximum for that day. And that's fine. As long as every time you walk in there, you're pushing yourself to the point of failure. Because your point of failure is going to look different every time. You're going to walk in feeling strong some days, weaker others. It's fine. It's hormones. It's life. It's the way your body's processing things. It's all good. Just push because that is progressive overload. As long as you're always pushing to the best you can and gradually the weights you're lifting are going up and up and up because you might, you get to 12 reps and you'll be like, oh, I'm lifting 12 reps at 15 kilos. Now I can do, now I'm going to push for 16 kilos or 18 kilos. And you might pick up the 18 kilos and then you can only do 10 reps at that. Sweet. Do that until you can do 12 reps. Put that down. Pick up a heavier weight. Do as many as you can until you reach 12. Progressive overload. That's how you're going to build muscle. I could talk about that till the cows come home. But yes, again, change your workouts up monthly, not too often. Anything less than monthly. Like it's fine if you go for longer than a month doing the same workouts at the end of the world. But try not to go for any longer than like eight weeks doing the same thing. Try to change it up so that your body has something else to adapt to. Otherwise, it's just going to get so used to what you're doing that your, your return on investment for energy in the gym is going to be lower. Um, so change it up monthly like our workouts in the app change up monthly for the girls they put their progress into the app and they get their new workouts every month um based on that so that's how you're going to get the best progress and it's a no-brainer it's like literally if you're working out if you've got six days a week to work out just alternate lower body cardio upper body cardio hit full body you know two exercises for legs two for um back two for chest two for shoulders you're sweet chuck in a little bit of abs either one day or two ab exercises at the end of your other workouts like or on cardio days whenever suits you just chuck them in like they're structured in out workouts for our girls um in the app but yeah like you don't it you don't have to be so specific just a couple of exercises four to five exercises maybe six per or up to six exercises per section of your body um yeah and that's really simple. And then like practice practice makes progress too. Practice makes a progress. Just get in and put the reps in in the gym. And like pardon the pun on the word reps, but what I mean there is like just get in and practice because the more you practice using the machines, the more you practice doing the workouts yourself and seeing the progress in yourself, the more you learn about what works for you and what doesn't. And at the end of the day, it's what you enjoy doing that gets you results that is going to get you to where you want to be. Like if you're doing something you hate, what you're doing might work, but if you hate it, it's not going to be sustainable for you. You're not going to get amazing results. But also you want to make sure that you're not doing something you enjoy that isn't working. So I guess that's where having a coach comes in, but that's a story for a completely different day. But I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that this episode has helped clear up some of the mistakes and the BS that's out there that makes exercise way more confusing than it actually needs to be and I hope I've given you enough insight into how to make it easy for yourself and how to take the pressure off and just get in it just enjoy you know just enjoy your training just fall in love with the feeling the process don't stick yourself too hard to cardio because you're scared to go in the weight section as well 
that is also a story for a different day. But don't just hide from the weight section and not push yourself because you're scared that people are watching you push yourself. Get in there, take up space, own it and crush those goals. That is it from me for today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please let me know if you had any awesome takeaway moments from this. I love it when you guys reach out to me on the DMs and tell me that you've listened to an episode that you really enjoyed. So don't hold back. Let me know. Um, And please don't keep this episode to yourself. If you know someone who you think would benefit from hearing this, share it to them. Let them know we are here or take a screenshot, share it to your story so that other people can see us and find us and it helps us get up there in the podcast listings so that other people can find us as well and we can help more people. And if you've got time, I would also, as you know, love a sneaky little review on the platform that you are listening to. That also helps us get the podcast out there and help more girls like you. So thank you so much for listening today and I will talk to you in the next episode. Also, get ready for some juicy AF guests I have coming up for you guys. I cannot wait. Now that I'm in the sunny coast, I'm in close proximity to so many amazing people that I'm just frothing over and chatting with on socials. It's going to be going down. It's going down. I'm excited and you should be too. All right. I'm out. Bye for now.